0: <laughs> Bengals at Jets. Are they gonna dress up as the winning team for Halloween?
1: This this is gonna be 31 zip Bengals. Giving you the score, too.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna take the Bengals as well. Over or under four picks for Mr. White in his starting. Under,
1: stadium. under, but he'll have three picks and a and a fumble lost. Ah.
0: La. <laughs> Well the show. Welcome to the fade route. It's a
1: big show
0: With DNZ. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a big show.
0: Here are your hosts. Oh. up Gentleman Gentleman. DNZ.
1: Welcome to the Fade Route with D and and we have a great show for you tonight. We're gonna dive into the World Series, discuss winners and losers at the NFL trade deadline, and issue an apology to the New York Jets. But we begin today's show discussing the importance of mental health in America and in professional sports. Wide receiver. Calvin Ridley stepped away from football Sunday citing a need to focus on mental health. Ridley was an active Sunday and did not travel with the Falcons a few weeks ago when they played the Jets in London. Willie Gay, second year linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, came out and acknowledged he was battling some mental demons as well. He spoke about being human and being more than a football player. Z, we ask a lot of our athletes, is this another reckoning for the NFL?
0: Well, I think so. From the standpoint that we are finally going to start breaking down some of these barriers and some of these tropes that kind of plague sports locker rooms, and NFL locker rooms in general. Now, you played college football. You played high school football. You, you understand what... It's like in that kind of environment, but for most people, they they can't under they can only kind of think about the pressure to perform, the over machoization of things where you can't show your emotions, you have to be tough, you have to grit through the pain. You have to play injured and anything other is a sign of weakness. Anything other is a sign of less than hyper masculinity and kudos to both of these men to say that I'm not okay and it's okay for me not to be okay. And like we've had plenty of guys in the past who may have been going through this, but have decided to cope with drugs and alcohol or have decided to do other things to kind of mask the pain that they're going through. And one of the great examples is Brandon Marshall, right? Brandon Marshall is uh, a known sufferer of bipolar disorder, very vocal about his struggles. But in the beginning, Before he was open and vocal about it, he wasn't, you know, he was considered a bad teammate. He was considered a diva wide receiver. And, you know, it's it's an underlying thing. You they are at the end of the day, football players are human beings. And I think we as fans, particularly with, with the rise of fantasy football and the popularity of fantasy football, we tend to look at them as more like cattle. And I think that's not right. They it, they are people too. Football players are people too. They need to be treated as such. And it's okay to not be okay. And I think NFL locker rooms and locker rooms in general need to normalize this kind of thing in order to get the best and get a longer, more prolonged career out of some of their players because who knows you know who knows how many players had their career shut down because of these kinds of struggles
1: yeah it's a slippery slope um you know I, I expect a lot more of this moving forward Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka really opened the door for athletes to come out and And speak how they're feeling and open up letting people know that they're not okay um I like how Willie Gay did it I like how he explained you know some of the things that he was going through on and off the field really dating back to college and just letting people know that he's human and just because he makes 10 tackles in a game doesn't mean that he had a great game or he's having a great day uh, I'm not a fan of the way Simone Biles did it. I'm not a fan of the way of Naomi Osaka did it. I'm not even really a, a fan of the way Calvin Ridley did it. I mean, he pretty much decided that he needed to step away from football to focus on his mental health. He didn't really deeply dive into what's going on. And he doesn't have to. I mean, it's a health thing. It's personal. It could be that way. But then... What happens is you have a person like Ben Simmons who Mm -hmm. now comes and says I'm not mentally ready to play I'm not mentally prepared to take the court now what do we got to do now we have to respect him right because that's what he's saying and is it true is it not true it's tough right it's because I don't know even as a former player I don't know how much of a difference there is between getting physically ready to play and mentally ready to play and I'm not sure I would I would think that getting physically ready to play is easier than getting mentally ready to play but again what I go back to is you know that's the difference between you being a professional athlete and an amateur athlete you know One of the things that happens to players when they get up on the big level is maybe they can't hit that professional breaking ball. Maybe they can't catch that NFL-sized football. And it's not always because they're not athletically able to do it, right? It's because of all the surrounding pressure. The fans in the stands the, oh, I had a fight with my wife before I left the house. Oh, I really haven't gotten to see my kid or play with my kid in a long time, right? It's like everybody's going through these different things in their life and they all handle them differently. And I'm not saying, and what's going to happen, what's going to happen in my opinion is analysts are not going to be allowed to say, oh, he's mentally tough. Oh, you need to be mentally tough to play this game. This requires a certain... Uh, intellectual ability. You're, I'm telling you, they're going to take those things away. You're not going to be able to say those things for much much longer, because you're talking about a person's mental well-being.
0: True, and a lot of those things, like soft or uh, right, soft, or yeah. weak or yeah. think You know, a lot of those are dog whistles. So I, I can see where. Not, not to bring in the realm of politics, but those are definitely dog whistle words, and you definitely conjure up a certain connotation of people, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we are in, we're in a, we're in a different time, you know? Yep. It yep. was like, from when we were playing at an amateur, and as you further up the ranks than I was, but it It was prevalent and now i mean as somebody who struggles with self-image issues and mental health issues like i totally can empathize with them and i can understand where they're coming from um the ben the ben simmons situation is definitely loaded because of all the mitigating circumstances around him i'm not saying i don't believe him i you know he's you know he's Saying that he's not mentally ready, I'm taking him at his word. You have there's, to. A, but you have to. You absolutely have to. Naomi Osaka said she's not ready. I take you at your word. Simone you Biles, to. you're not ready. I take you at your word. It's, but moving forward, it definitely there's a there's definitely lines being drawn as far as what is fair criticism and what's unfair criticism, and. Yes. I think if you can, if you can criticize the performance on the field without attacking the person, I, I think that is going to be the sign of a great journalist moving forward. So don't, you're not going to use the dog whistles of he's mentally fragile. He's soft. He's weak. She's mentally soft. She can't handle the pressure, you know, because you don't know, again, you don't know what everybody's going through. I mean, yeah. think about Simone Biles. We'll go back to Simone Biles. but we still like i mean we really don't understand and comprehend what happened with Larry Nasser like no i can't way. wrap my mind. no one n- unless you were in that situation you are no not way. going to understand so no all the only thing you can do is empathize and move right. forward and right. as as media cuz now you know uh, even even though we're we're doing a podcast here we're still the media we need to be re- we need to be cognizant of that and we need to call ourselves out on the carpet for when we do things like that because at, at the end of the day it's a different time and we need to be aware and we need to be we need to be more human we need to be more empathetic about uh, about other people and what they're going through because we also go through it as humans
1: yeah 100% and you know Calvin Ridley's a great player and I hope he you know guess what he needs from this break and i hope he comes back and, and is able to play and and like i said hats off to really gay who, who really explained it and maybe helped out a lot of other players that are going through it and letting them know like i think one of the best things about that article was he was saying you don't you don't know how much it means for someone just to be like hey are you good Like, someone, he said, someone just asking him that made him feel, like, cared about. It made him feel appreciated. And it went such a long way. And I think as athletes, as teammates, as fans, that needs to be done a lot more. Like, hey, man, are you good? Are you okay? What's going on? And not so much so derogatory and just attacking people just because they can't make a tackle or just because they can't get up on a balance beam, or just because they don't want to talk to the media. Like like you said, we live in a different time. We have to be more understanding of people's feelings.
0: And I, I feel, if I could just interject really quick, that social media definitely has an interaction. You know, it, it, They definitely have uh, their role in this because you have more direct contact as a fan than ever before. You yeah. can sli- you can slide in Simone Biles's DMs and talk all the shit in the world. You can comment on one of Willie Gay's pics on Instagram and talk all the shit in the world and hide behind your keyboard and you never have to deal with them, man to man. And uh, that's not right. That's just you know it's uh, it goes back to being empathetic and all this does, all social media does, is embolden cowards.
1: Yes. Right. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, we were really attacked on social media and through our emails because we really threw the Jets under the bus last week. And then they came out and they beat the Bengals. Mike White proved us wrong, threw for 400 yards, scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion to get the W for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Do we owe the jet fans an apology and is there a controversy in the swamps of jersey <laughs> how did jab that in there
0: <laughs> first and foremost on that two-point conversion play they ran the philly special so we're going to call that what the south jersey special we're going to call that what the, the camden special the short hill special i like that the short hill special um do we owe jet fans an apology Hell no, because you didn't expect it either. Let's be real here. I apologize to absolutely no one, as the notorious Conor McGregor once said. You guys, as Jet fans, did you really expect Mike White to go off like he did? I, If you told me that, I wouldn't believe you. I'm sorry. We're critical of New York teams. We watch them. We see them. We we interact with them on a basis. So, you know, we got one wrong. We got one wrong. It happens. We get we get games wrong all the time. Mike White had a fantastic game. So, Mike, if you're listening, 37 to 45, 4 or 5, three touchdowns, two picks, two picks, not great, that Southfield – that um, that uh, short held special play, nice job. You have command of the offense. You have poise in the pocket. Excellent job, Michael Carter. 15 carries for 77 and a touchdown. Nice, good job. Solid, solid. I refuse to get carried one win. It's a short week. Do it again against Carson Wentz and the Colts. And then, will I even consider apologizing to Jet fans as far as whether or not there's a quarterback? One guy's doing jack. Had one good game. Slow your roll. Slow your roll.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's be clear. I mean, if Zach Wilson played in this game, the Jets probably would have lost. Uh, <laughs> the, the The Bengals. The Bengals should. The Bengals should have won the game. But, you know, they were coming off of a division game in Baltimore where, you know, they beat a division opponent handedly, and it took everything and all of them to do that. Um, it took the Jets all four quarters to get this victory. Having said all that, just like you said, Mike White looked in complete control of the offense against a Bengals defense that really held Baltimore in check the week. The good news is is that this should bring out the best in Zach Wilson. Uh, but I don't think the best of Zach Wilson is better than the best of Mike White, at least this year. Um,
0: I believe Mike well, my, dra- my experience yeah, on that, NFL practice squads. That's,
1: that's what I was just about to say. I believe he's got, yeah. you know, he was drafted two or three years ago by Dallas. Um, he's been playing on the big boy level for a while but how great would it be if Mike White became the next Tom Brady? How cool would that be? Man, that would be so solid. I'd
0: love it. For, oh. for Jet fans, long-suffering Jet fans, that would be awesome, man. I I want him to be successful. Yeah. I I don't like trashing the Jets. It may sound like we take particular delight in trashing the Jets, but no, just, we want to see we want to see good football. <laughs> that's, all all, that's it. That's all. That's all. Every single uh, game has to be good.
1: Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. Right. And uh, we were looking for some really good football this weekend. When the Bucks took on the Saints, and we actually had a really good game, but uh, Jameis Winston goes down. Uh, th- there's a terrible play. Uh, Dave uh, Monte David, linebacker of the Bucks, grabbed him by horse collar, tore his ACL, done for the year. Having said all that, who should the Saints get on the phone and call? Because they have a chance to be a Super Bowl
0: contender this year. Trevor Simeon is the guy. And And Trevor Simeon has not been the guy in a while. He was... Jets, and then he was... with the Broncos for a little bit, but long-term, he's not the answer. I think we can agree on that. We have feelings about Taysom Hill very... So I don't particularly believe that he's the answer. This year, Jameis Winston was completing 59% of his passes. He had 1,170 yards, 14 touchdowns, three picks. Fantastic ratio for Mr. 3030. A fantastic ratio. I don't know who you get now that the trade's gone. You could have called for Nick Foles. You could have called about you could have called for Joe Flacco. You you could have uh, called for Sam Darnold if you really wanted to reach. You could have called for Gardner Minshew. Now, I mean, you could have even called for Case Keenum because Baker Mayfield was back in the lineup on Sunday. I don't know how wise that was, but he was there. Um, But now that you're looking at scrap heap quarterbacks – and practice squad pickups. You're looking at guys like Nathan Peterman. The Peterman. I don't think you want the Peterman on your team. You, or Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton at this point has now been removed almost nine weeks from training camp. but He's probably the most ready of anybody. But honestly, at this point, the guys you're getting aren't going to be as good as the guys you already have who are running your system cam would be an upgrade but right now i think you gotta dance with who you got
1: dance with who you got yeah i mean we talked about this in a production meeting i wrote down a few names right away i mean i thought about philip rivers and i thought about cam newton and then i was like eh but who could they trade for because the trade deadline had not passed it. i was like all right well they could trade for deshaun watson <laughs> they could trade for Nick Foles. What about Jimmy G? Or, you know, Teddy Bridgewater played for played in this system. And Drew, why not Drew Locke? I mean, he's not getting any burn. And then I realized that they have not been playing with the true starting quarterback for, like, the last three years. They have an excellent defense. They have a great running back. And Mike Thomas is coming back, I think, either this week or next week. They beat the defending champions with Trevor Simeon on Sunday. Got to ride with him the rest of the season. I'm with you on this. I like how Drew Brees told reporters that he would not be interested in returning. It's like, okay, Drew, don't worry. They're not interested in you coming back anyway. I think they'd rather eat dog shit than have you come play for them again.
0: At this so point, Drew. Drew at this point, Drew's arm is comparable to Chad Hennington's.
1: Jeez, just like, relax, Drew Brees. They, they're not interested. Don't worry about it, man. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's that's where I'm leaning. I, I think you just gotta strap it up with what you got, get creative, and uh, hope for the best. He, you know, you mentioned Flacco. Flacco got a big arm, and he would do well. But it looks like it looks like Joe's just trying to get, collect a paycheck at this point. It kind of reminds me of like when Michael Vick was in. New for playing for the Jets. Like, he, he wasn't, he didn't care about the playbooks. Like, guys, I just got a prison. I need to just collect, pay. I just need money. I just need money. Like, you want me to play? Sure, but I'm, I'm just, I just need money right now. <laughs>
0: no, totally. And you can't, you can't do much worse on average than what they've been producing. They're 31st in the league in passing yards average. You're looking at 180.9. So, you know. James Winston has a big arm. Joe Flacco would be a good a big improvement. They could have gotten, they could have picked anybody off of the Pittsburgh, you know, anybody off the Steelers if they wanted to. They could have picked off anybody. But at this point, this is week nine. We're halfway through the season. You can't afford like Philip Rivers, like he said he wouldn't say no. The problem is this. You now have to shake off not preparing all offseason, not preparing all training camp, and then nine weeks. That's like severe injury time off. And is Phillip Rivers at his age and at this stage in the season going to be better than the guys that you currently have? And the answer is overwhelmingly no. Uh, It's the one good thing I like. The Saints brought back Mark Ingram. It, the load is not all on Alvin Kamara right now. And if Michael Thomas can find the fucking end zone, like that would be even better for them. But I say ride with Trevor Simeon. Have Taysom Hill be the trick quarterback. Have yeah. him be the, the gadget guy.
1: Gotta bring him back to doing the gadget stuff, 100%.
0: And then just roll with it. Because you're 5-2. and two. You're 5-2. and two. You're in the playoffs right now. Like you're in the hunt.
1: Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be tough sledding, and well, not, I guess not tough sledding, right? They got to play the Bucks one more time. They still got to play Carolina, and they still got to play Atlanta. So uh, they can really, if they had, if they even if they split those games, they'd be fine. Um, it's just that yeah, it's a tough it's a tough draw, and this is kind of why the NFL back in the day created NFL Europe was because they wanted a league where they could develop quarterbacks, develop throwers. um and that's where Kurt Warner came from. Um, Casey Bramlett came out of there. JT O'Sullivan came out of there. Y- you, had some, you had some guys come come out of that league and become professional quarterbacks. And now it's like you look around, there's not much. Um, and the other thing is, is not a lot of teams are going to give up their backup quarterback. Like, you know, Buffalo's not giving up Mitchell Trubisky. Nope. Kansas City ain't giving up Chad Henney. Nope. Well, you know, just these things are just not going to happen. You can't get good quarterbacks anymore.
0: Just... The Bucs will happily give you Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: he's okay. He, you can take him.
0: You got Blake uh, Bortles.
1: Same thing. The Bears, the Bears are not inclined to give him Nick Foles, even though uh, you know Andy Dalton would work there. Really, he would. He's a thrower, but they're not going. They're just not going to hand him over. Yeah, and this is this happens. Unfortunately, this happens too often.
0: Looking to break into broadcast media, web development, social media marketing, or filmmaking? Then CSB is the program for you. From day one, you'll be trained hands-on by industry pros like friend of the show Rob Adams, whose goal is to get you trained and get you working in months, not years. CSB offers 8- and 16-week programs in small class sizes designed to give you the personalized attention you need. If you can make it in person, there are five East Coast locations. If you can't, they offer virtual classes too. How great is that? And once you graduate, you become part of the alumni network that gets you to the front of the line. Trust me, I'm an love myself. Go to GoCSB.com today, request more info, set up a studio tour, and who knows, you may very well be on your way to a career in broadcast media. That's GoCSB.com, and tell them Z sent you. GoCSB.com.
1: You know, Jameis Winston got hurt. Another guy that got hurt over the weekend was Derrick Henry. Big loss. My pick for MVP this year, hands down, was Derrick Henry. And, you know, he's getting an MRI. He's scheduled for surgery. Most likely won't be coming back this year. Can Tennessee keep winning without their best player?
0: It's good. It definitely is because you're looking at 937 yards, touchdowns, 10 touchdowns. He's had more Yards than some teams have had yards, so he's out rushing teams. That's crazy talk. As far as can it's possible, you have the Patriots aren't great. You have the Jaguars, you have the Niners, you have the Dolphins, you have winnable games here, absolutely. This is why you brought in Julio Jones. This is why you have A.J. Brown. They just brought back Adrian Peterson off the scrap heap. Finally, uh, one of these big-name running backs gets brought in. I don't know if he'll be up to speed right away. And I don't think it's fair for him to have to be up to speed right away. But this is why you made the deal. And it's time for Julio Jones to step up and be the guy that they traded for. They can absolutely make hay in this division. They absolutely can continue to win. They just have to... They they need to... And just take it from there. Yeah,
1: I kind of agree with you. I think the answer is yes. Especially if Julio can be some, some form of himself... And and then have Ryan Tannehill start running the ball more. Um, let's look at the next five games. They have the Saints, the Texans, the Patriots, the Jaguars, and the Steelers. I mean, I think they can win four five, four out of five of those games for sure. So uh, their division not world leaders, Who are they playing? They got to play the Colts, the Jaguars, and Texans. The Texans. I mean, yeah. Yes. So I mean, really, it it sucks. Uh, you're probably gonna have to change your game plan a bit. But they've been, they've been winning some really good games. Uh, you know, they, they, they believe they beat Buffalo. They beat, they beat down the Kansas City Chiefs. So they've shown that they can, they can play at a high level. And, and I believe in the Chiefs game, Henry only had like 68 yards rushing. It was more of like their defense and uh, Ryan Tannehill beating them. So, yes, I think that Tennessee can keep it going, and I hope that they keep it going.
0: Absolutely, because this is a ready-made team. This is win now for the Tennessee Titans, and that that Julio Jones trade is going all in. Like that Bud Dupree signing is going all in. Vrabel thinks they can contend. The GM thinks they can contend. It's time. It's shit or get off the pot time.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I don't think their windows closing, but it's been open for like two years now, right? Yeah. And at some point, um. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pay more of these guys. So I'd say they got. A, they got. They probably got like another two years for them. You know, to to make uh, to make some noise. And it doesn't look like the Chiefs are the team that they were a couple of years ago. Uh, it looks like the Buffalo and Baltimore might be their stiffest competition. But they've proven they can they can beat them. Or at least they've proven that they can beat Buffalo. Are you in need of air care, maintenance, or service? I have the company for you, Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling, maintenance, and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, licensed, and insured. Make sure to tell them that D&Z sent you. But, you know, one of the things you mentioned was that the the Titans are all in on this season. Well, in case you didn't wonder, the Rams are all in on this season as well. Uh, They found some draft picks to trade, surprisingly, and they went and picked up Von Miller. Uh... And then the Chiefs, uh, they figured, hey, we need some more defensive help because we can't stop anything. They went and got Melvin Ingram from Pittsburgh. So Melvin went from the Chargers to Pittsburgh to to now the Chiefs. And then Watson, Watson didn't go anywhere, which everybody was hoping he would. So trade deadline's coming and gone. Who are your winners and losers?
0: So I don't know where Stan Kroenke found these draft picks in the couch cushions to give to less Sneed, but good for him good job
1: alleged I, alleged draft
0: picks alleged. alleged draft pick. it's it's like it's like the uh the bench warmers where the kid has the birth certificate that says i am 12 like that's <laughs> it this is 2022 second round pick pick is spelled wrong like the whole thing
1: <laughs> um, do you even have do you even have a <laughs> two second round pick <laughs> you're, you're sending me two of those NFL's like wait a minute Wait a minute
0: You gotta, ca- you
1: gotta, you gotta carry the one oh. <laughs> This is 2022
0: right Not 2042 <laughs> Oh less need We kid because we love And I have no idea how you're still employed But it, It's a good move Von Miller He doesn't have to be the guy in that off in that defense. You already have Aaron Donald. He's a second level player. You could he could be a beast. And that team is already loaded and it, it's further, you know, it's further pushing their chips into the table. I don't know if Melvin Ingram necessarily moves the needle for the Chiefs, but their defense is terrible. I don't know if adding just one guy makes them any better. Um the clear winner is the Rams. I'm kind of meh on the Chiefs. For me, it's about the guys who didn't go anywhere. So, a big loser, the Giants. Get rid of ben- Evan Ingram. That was your one yeah. goal. That was your yeah. one freaking yeah. thing. They could have got rid of Sterling Shepard, too. But then, oh, Sterling Shepard goes down with a knee last night. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, Odell Beckham. Another guy who could have been moved. And apparently, he's trying to... his. Dad was kind of trying to orchestrate something with the REM video of all the times that Baker underthrew, overthrew, or just didn't see Odell Beckham open. So, that's pretty bad. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Like, he was a – he ended up being collateral damage here. So, I I think he's going to catch on somewhere, but – like. I don't think he's going to be in as good of a situation as what he's leaving with the Rams. And the Rams get hurt all the time. Cooper Cup, he's always kind of dinged up. They, he'll, he would have gotten his play. He just needed to be a little patient. Um, Deshaun Watson, you know how I feel about Deshaun Watson. He should be on the inactive list, so they shouldn't even have bothered. But Tua... I really think the Miami Dolphins are a big loser because they didn't move to it either. How do you go, how do you poison the well so badly with this guy and then you get nothing for it? You get nothing for the situation. You have the guy, you now have to repair the relationship with said guy, but you still want to get the guy who should be on the inactive list. It makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, I, I kinda, I'm going to kind of disagree with you with the Von Miller thing in, in respect to, I think he, I don't know. I like how, I think he's number, he's top 10 in quarterback pressures, which is awesome. He's, I think, he was, I believe he's an eight-time footballer, Super, Super Bowl champion, and I think he leads all active players in sacks since like 2012, but I think they gave up too much for him. I don't mm-hmm. think they need to give a second and a third round pick for him. Um you know, the, the trade leaves the Rams without any first four round selections until 2024 and only four draft picks in the next draft, just in case you're wanting. And the earliest pick that they have is the third round now.
0: Wow. Uh, so who's coming so, up? I mean, who's coming up on contract for them that they can possibly trade? You, you probably think Ramsey or I would say, like who's going to get them any value uh, if they have to start tearing this down?
1: think Ramsey, this is his second year, I think he has two more? I, I don't I don't really know, but I mean, I, I get why you like it, I just, I didn't like what they gave up for it, and again, yeah. they're getting the Denver Broncos to eat most of the salary, which is great, but you just, you really, really gotta win this year, like, you really yeah. have to win this year, and this, and you know, this all comes down to Matthew Stafford who hasn't won a playoff game, he's 0-3, and Now it's just let's put up or shut up, Matt. I mean, everyone's kind of saying like you're not the same old Matt Stafford from Detroit. There's not going to be any excuses after you get into the playoffs this time. You're most likely going to have to beat the Cardinals. You're going to have to beat the Packers. Like, you're going to have to beat some serious NFC teams.
0: You have to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys look serious.
1: And beat the Cowboys. So. You know, I'm not. I'm not so sold on old Matt Stafford. I always think he. I think he's a. I think he's a great quarterback, I and mean, I think he's got a good arm. But I mean, I still think back to all the years he had Megatron. It's just like the. You know, it wasn't just because of him. But we'll see what happens there. Um, I thought the Texans were losers. I agree with you. The Giants were losers. You should have been able to move Ingram. I right? give anybody a – take a ham sandwich for the guy for crying out loud. Rudolph's catching the touchdowns. Um,
0: the the Jets think, got a, the Jets got the six for Joe Flacco. You you could have gotten a six for Evan Ingram.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think I think the Texans were losers because they're paying a guy to just not play, and they they have wasted a year of his career, and they've told fans that this this is what we're doing, and I I just think it's such garbage, just really do, um, as I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I kind of like the Chiefs pickup of Melvin Ingram, now I know, he only has 10 tackles and one sack, but let me tell you, the Saints need help, I mean, the, the, the Chiefs need help, so, um, yeah, that's, that's where I am on what happened on draft day,
0: yeah, it was a pretty quiet one too. I think the only tr- uh, trade we didn't mention was uh, Duvernay-Tardif going from the Chiefs to the Jets, but
1: um, he's not even me, he's not he's he can not even play. When he played, I think he, he just became active, right? He just started playing.
0: Think so, but he was medically. I mean, he has a bigger picture thing going on in Canada, so like Doctor Tardif, like I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't put my eggs in that basket. You are doing. You're you're doing yeoman's work, battling on the front lines. Like, I, I this is a wash. This feels like we have to offset some salary because Melvin Ingram's coming in, and we just gotta we gotta bite the bullet on this one.
1: Yeah, and you would have thought the I would have thought the Cardinals would have done something because you know they lost J.J. Uh, Watt. Uh, I would have thought I would have thought Pittsburgh would have done something, but you know they beat Cleveland, so they're in a good position. Uh, so, eh, you know, trade deadline in the NFL is not trade deadline in the NBA. It's not like a trade deadline in the NBA or Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball is wild.
0: You can find the Fade Route on Facebook now. Check out our Facebook page, The Fade Route with DNZ. It's a one-stop shop for everything we do content, link to the Fade Store, all of our episodes, you name it, it is there. The Fade Route with DNZ on Facebook. Very true. And speaking of in a good position, you have currently the Braves are up 3-0 on the Astros in Game 6 tonight. But did the Braves miss their best chance to close them out in Game 5?
1: I mean, how do you hit a grand slam in the first inning and lose the game nine to five?
0: Like, hold my beer. The f- what the
1: fuck, man? I mean, this is not an elite. This is not an elite staff. I've been I've been saying this about the Braves forever. Uh, they're three and eight in World Series clinching games. Oh, that's fantastic stat. Uh, it's just awful. They look. The last game they look like the Braves in the first part of the season. Uh I would not say I would not say it was their best chance though. I'll give them a little credit. They really set up their pitching for game six and game seven. They have fried pitching tonight and despite the craziness that happened in the first inning, he seems to be settled in now. Um and then it's Ian Anderson in game seven, like you know if they're gonna beat us they're if they're gonna beat the Bra- if the Astros are gonna beat the Braves they're gonna have to go they're gonna have to beat their best so um but Astro's lost both games at home to the Nationals last time they played in the World Series so I think the best chance to win is tomorrow night when Ian Anderson pitches although I do love how we're up three nothing right now
0: definitely but you miss Charlie Morton so you yeah. just miss you miss him, but I mean, it's it was a fluke injury that could have happened to anybody. But his arm and his ability to command and go deep into games is something that is sorely missed. How many bullpen games can you withstand? You had to start Dylan Lee, who didn't make out of the first inning. Kyle Wright pitched great, but then now Kyle Wright for the series, so. Bully for you. Last night you had Tucker Davidson. Tucker Davidson started. Drew Smiley cleaned up with three solid two runs, five hits for a guy that hasn't been pitching. For the, They Jeff Weavered him. They just yeah. carried him on the roster. Pretty so, much. you know, you have some guys. Just use some of the use the, the guys that brought you here. And Waskar Anoa, another guy that you're seriously missing right now. Because he would have given you another arm out of not that. that bro- and he's pretty good when he's not punching walls. But <laughs> Chavez is beaten down even though he's pitching. I mean, your ERA, but you can't use him all the time. He's, I think he's our age. So, you know, eventually he's going to break down. Minter uh, Minter hasn't been great. Minter should have just
1: started the game. He just should have started the game. Yeah, start the game with Minter, man. Start the game with him.
0: Is it as weird as when Craig Council started the game with the lefty specialist and then took him out? You know, no, oh, it's not. Is, yeah. You know, and who are you going against? You're going against, you know, Rock the Baby tonight, and who are they throwing in game seven? So, yeah, I, I, you know, this has been garbage your, pitching.
1: Your old mother hubbard and only no. balls in the cupboard. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Because that grinch is going to make an appearance. appearance. He sounds like he's trying to strain out of shit. <laughs> like, I, I, I just. To think about where the Braves were Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz, Avery, Denny Nagel, Tim Hudson, these scrubs. Astros, Nolan Ryan, Mike Scott, Roger Clemens Andy Petty. These scrubs. It is. Ugh. Oh. It's galling to me as, as somebody who is a fan of baseball and who I, can, I consider myself a steward of the game of baseball to see what has become of this game. It is pathetic. It is horrible. And something needs to be done. Something, something needs to be done because this is absolute trash. it's time for the mail route on the fade route if you want to get featured hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com or slide in those dms at fade route podcast on ig or drop us a line on our twitter page at fade route dnz All right, boys and girls, we have a full email box for you. And if you want your email read, hit us up at FadeRouteMail at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at FadeRoutePodcast on IG. You can message us on Facebook as well. You can even drop us a line on Twitter at d n First question comes from John in Gainesville, Florida. New to the show. What's going on, guys? The Bucks lost on Sunday because of Tom Brady. How many more losses will the Bucks suffer this year?
1: Uh, Well, you know, this all comes because of that pick six he threw, and he just he wasn't really sharp in the second half. They have to play the Bills and the Saints. These are the only teams left on their schedule with a winning record. So let's say they lose both of those games and then they have a slip up against one of the bad teams like Carolina or Atlanta or something. They're still going to finish the season six and three, leaving them with a 12 and five record and probably one of the top seats in the NFC. So I'd say at most three, probably just one.
0: I'd say that's a pretty safe bet because you that eventually their secondary starts to get healthy. Oh, sh- Murphy Bunting well, comes the back. Thing, the
1: other thing is, is the the two games that they have against the winning teams, their home games. They're playing the Saints at home, and they're playing Buffalo at home. Um, yeah, back to back. And it's like you said, it's really just defense. I mean, offense. I think Antonio Brown's hurt his ankle, but he's going to come back. And they're putting up 30, 40 points a game. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to put up points to, to beat them. It'd be interesting if they were to face Dallas again, or if the Packers would play them. I think I like, I'm talking about like in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. I would think that Dallas would probably give them the hardest time, but You know, what's what'll happen is the Bucks will shut down the run. You're gonna force Dallas to pass. And eventually I I think I think Dak gives you one. Um and as good as Dallas's defense is played, I mean Tom's seen you once. He's gonna get to see you again. I mean, look at his record the second time he faces defenses. It's it, it and I I love I love Aaron Rodgers this year. He's playing well. He's playing much better than I thought he was gonna play. But can can they can they go into Tampa and beat Tampa? The biggest problem Tampa may face is against the Cardinals, believe it or not. Because Chandler Jones is gonna get after Tom and Kyler Murray is gonna run around and create plays and get his and get Hopkins and Kirk. And all his and all his and AJ Green and all those guys open. Don't be fooled; they lost to Green Bay, but that might be the most formidable opponent the Bucks face leading up to the Super Bowl.
0: Definitely, I'm definitely going to count Buffalo and New Orleans back to back. Like those are truly tough games. If they split that, they're gonna they're gonna be en route to a division title. I think oh, then you yeah, go because sure. then you go Carolina Jets, Carolina. That should be an easy 3-0. and oh. I mean, the Carolina
1: Panthers have fallen apart. And Atlanta is trash. And the Saints just lost their, their quarterback. So how could we really factor any of them into the juggernaut that is t- t- Tampa right now?
0: Now, here's the thing. If they're going to get picked off, they're going to get picked off in the next four weeks. They have to buy this week. So you scratch that one off. That leaves you Washington. With Terry McLaurin against their suspect secondary.
1: And Washington played them tough in the playoffs last year.
0: Did. Absolutely. And Taylor Heineke is going to play his Heine off. The Giants almost beat them last year. You have a drop. You have a drop. A key critical drop that could have been called a penalty. You're talking something very different. The Giants have some level of momentum. And then the Colts. You, You definitely... I mean, if Carson Wentz doesn't shit the bed... Michael Pittman's a beast. Zach Pascal can play. You have Jack Doyle, the ghost of Jack Doyle. Uh, Mo Alley-Cox. You have offensive weapons that can move the ball down the field against this defense. So of the bunch, I'd say split either Buffalo or New Orleans, take a coin, flip it, whatever. And then I'm going to pencil in the Colts. I think I, I like the Colts right now you know it's a little too early but i definitely like their shot that being said everybody else and that's a steamroll job
1: i like how you brought up the giants how about them missing a real opportunity last night i mean that they was had dead. it dude i mean here's the it. thing is like you talk about joe judge and daniel jones being able to really solidify both of them getting an extension and they missed it. You had the chance to go into Kansas City and beat Pat Mahomes on Monday night football and penalties and sacks. Ah, and what a way to end the game. You get the ball back with a minute left. All you need to do is kick a field goal to tie, potentially win this game. As depleted as your team is, and you take two sacks and a sack on fourth down? Come on. And then the, the lineman picks up the ball, tries to advance it and slides. What the fuck is going on?
0: <laughs> Head up their ass football. Head up their ass football. Daniel Jones still needs seasoning. Jason Garrett, the play calling is too conservative. Again, Booker up the middle. Do you have any other running plays besides Booker up the middle? It's
1: just not creative enough. Like look at it's what not Kansas city. Look at what Kansas City was doing on the goal line. I know it didn't do much, but it's innovative. It's fun. Kelsey takes the snap, flips it back to Mahomes. Mahomes tries to throw an out past Tyreek Hill. Like they got creative with it. Get fun with it. It's so dreary and simple. And it's, you got Tony. You got Kaderis Tony. You drafted this guy. I know he got hurt in the game, but let's move him around a little bit. He's got he's got Tyree Kill yeah. speed.
0: I was watching the game with my girl last night, shout out, happy birthday, babe. And we turned to each other and said, Kadarius Tony is the best quarterback on this team. <laughs> and you have Daniel Jones and Mike Glennon, but Kadarius Tony is the best quarterback on this team. That's all you need to know about the state of the quarterback, the Giants. The offensive line still isn't fixed. I know you said Dave Gelman's probably safe, but yeah, no, <laughs> I, I just don't see it. His hog mollies, they're not hog mollies. They're, they're just crap. Email number two from Ran in Brooklyn, friend of the show. What's up, Ran? Bigger story, guys. The 6 and one Bulls or the under 500 bucks? Um,
1: hmm. ah, very interesting question there. I like it. Uh, I would say that it's – see, basketball is a long season. Uh, but and so I think you really have to go with the Chicago Bulls. The acquisitions of DeRozan and Ball seem to be going well with Zach Levine, even though he's hurt now. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks—they're still the champs. They'll figure it out. Um, I don't think there's—I don't think there's really much to talk about there.
0: Yeah, right now. I mean, it's to be expected that there would be some semblance of a Super Bowl hang. No, Super Bowl. Yeah, right. Uh, Larry O'Brien hangover. For the Bucs, Giannis is still Giannis. You know, he's leading the team in most offensive categories, including nose hair. You're looking at 27.3 points a game, six assists. You're shooting 53% from the field. It's the Giannis show. It continues to be the Giannis show. So you do need to be impressed more with the depth and overall play of the Chicago Bulls when you take into account that you know, DeMar DeRozan is the guy that's really taking the lead on this team right now. Now, granted, they lost, uh, I believe it was Williams, I think, who uh, just fractured his wrist. But um, yeah, that's going to be a key loss for them. But you're looking at the acquisitions to complement Zach Levine and Laurie and finally jettisoning, jettisoning Laurie Markkinen. I do like their chances. It's a long season. Eventually, the cream rises to the top, and the cream is the, the Bucks. The Bulls are a young team. They're a good team. They're a playoff team, but they, we saw this last year with the Knicks. Don't buy into the fool's gold. I'm more impressed with the second year than the first year, as far as the Knicks are concerned. I, I'll be more impressed with the Bulls next year. Because this is the, the baby bulls all over again. Email number three comes from Stu in La Jolla. Another new emailer. Hey, guys. The Padres hired Bob Melvin after the A's extended him. Is he the answer in San Diego?
1: Uh, geez. I mean, first of all, hats off to Billy Bean for letting Bob walk uh, and not getting any compensation in return. Uh, he leaves the Oakland A's as the most winning manager in Oakland A's history with 853 wins over 10 years, surpassing Tony DeRosa in June. Um, you know, I really liked Ozzie Gian for the San Diego Padres job. I know you're probably going to laugh about that, but I just think about what he did with the White Sox and how he's just like a no nonsense guy. And that's kind of what I think they need. They need someone who's. You know, had some good skin in the game. Who's won a championship to be like, yo, guys, this is how it's done. And enough with the, you know, enough with the nonsense. Um, but you know, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool with Bob getting the job. I mean, if he could win in Oakland with their payroll and their money ball system, he should be able to win in San Diego.
0: Well, the one thing that Bob Melv certainly has is experience. I mean, he's managed consistently with the exception of one year a scout for the Mets from 2003 straight through to 2021 so that's pretty 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 good career 1346 and 1272 as a manager and like you said he's able to take chicken shit and make chicken salad like he's Seriously. used to this Now he's given, he's given a completely ready team. And not only a completely ready team, but in theory, a stacked and loaded team because they get Mike Clevenger back next year. So you slot him in at the top, you move Snell down to number two. Now all of a sudden, Darvish is your three. That's pretty impressive, you know? That's, that's right up there with the Dodgers. And you know what? They can even fuck with the Dodgers and sign Max Scherzer. Like, what? why not? Let's get crazy. But let's go nuts. So, that has been the bugaboo. Andy Green did not have enough experience in cachet. Jace Tingler had no experience in cachet. Bob Melvin, does he have a World Series ring to his name? But he has 20 years of experience. I, I think that's something that's something to be said for that. And Ozzy Guillen would have been interesting just from the simple fact that he is not a break. And I don't know how that would have worked with Fernando Tatis Jr. He's very in your face. Ozzy is Ozzie. You either love him or you hate him. I actually liked Ron Washington for that job. I I thought he's a players manager. I mean, he got a raw deal with Texas. He resigned because of the affair that came out. But he doesn't get enough credit for what he did during his time in Texas. Who else got Texas, the Texas Rangers, to -to back-to-back World Series? The answer is nobody. The answer is nobody.
1: He's a third-base coach on the Braves right now. I mean, He's great.
0: And he's credited with
1: getting uh, Eric Chavez his gold gloves. I think Eric actually gave him one because he said he wouldn't have got it without Ron Washington
0: wash would be a great hire anywhere Mets. but no you have so many issues even jared zach scott got fired today nobody wants to nobody wants to give you permission to interview their front office you know don't worry don't worry about the manager like that's you know clearly you didn't last time when you hired carlos Beltran. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. Are you ready, boys and girls? It is time for the Alleged Superstar of the... Here's how it goes. We put our nominees up on our Twitter poll at FadeRouteDNZ. You vote often the winner gets the alleged superstar statue lovingly known as the ass. That's Weekday. No idea. Well, this is the first time that only an organization has won. The Cleveland Indians are the winner. Ass for falling <laughs> of the roller derby team <laughs> and subsequent trademark filing in a small African nation. So, good job, Cleveland. I heard they started removing the Indians logo and likenesses off of Progressive Field today. Hopefully you have an alternative name because y'all are kind of screwed right now.
1: Maybe they could work it out where the roller derby team can come in in the seventh inning and like skate around the field or something.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, the way things are going, they may be uh, coming out of the arm barn. Because uh, you heard the thing about Peta with the bullpen, right?
1: <laughs> I think they should change the name to the Slaughterhouse. How that oh, work for everybody? Oh, oh, now Peta's gonna come after us.
0: <laughs> I love animals. I love animals. Peta, please don't sue me. <laughs> so, who are your nominees for the alleged superstar of the week this week, D?
1: Alright, so my first nominee is Kyrie Irving, seven weeks into the NBA season, dude is still not vaccinated, can't play for the Nets, Nets are 4-3, it's like, come on Kyrie, they just want you to come out and play, now he's talking about he may not even play for the Nets ever again just keeps getting uglier and uglier. Kyrie Irving, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Next up, this is a terrible story that Henry Ruggs, 22 mm. years old, former number 12 pick in the NFL draft, was in a fatal DUI this morning uh, where a woman lost her life. It's like, man... Gotta can't be doing this stuff and getting behind the wheel. Henry Ruggs, you are one of my alleged superstars of the week. And last and least, Coach Jim Harbaugh. You're up 30 to 14. You have a lead in East Lansing, and it went up in smoke, and you've somehow found a way to lose. You're now two and thirteen versus the top ten, and you're three and nine versus OSU and MSU. You Jim. Power bar or my alleged superstar of the week. What say you, Z?
0: Those are all very good and compelling arguments. I'm going number one, Tyler Murray. Your big breakout moment Thursday night, prime time against Aaron Rodgers. 274 yards, a soul crushing interception that AJ Green didn't even know was coming. Kyler Murray, my superstar of the week. Odell Beckham Jr., one reception, six yards, and your dad's producing videos throwing Baker Mayfield under the bus. Odell had- Beckham Jr., go
1: ahead. I think he has 20 receptions of the season. Or I might be wrong, it might be like 13. It's something really low.
0: Can we officially say that both teams lost that trade? I think we can finally say that both teams lost that trade. But Odell Beckham Jr., you are my legend superstar of the week. And then last but not least, I wanted to go with Jarvis Landry. I nixed him. I wanted to go with Tom Brady. But Steve Cohen, you got all this fucking money. A president of baseball operations. Stop letting Sam... Alderson, run this show. Steve Cohen, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Do better, just do better. It is now your time to vote. And that was an extremely long flush because it was a bad one this week. Your favorite podcast has its own merch line now. Go to teespring.com, type The Fade Store into the search bar and have access to our sweatshirts, t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, tank tops, and much more on the way. That's teespring.com. Type in The Fade Store at the search bar and show your boys some love. Rep the Fade Route brand only at The Fade Store, only on teespring.com. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. All right. It is time for the option for week nine. How'd you do last week, brother?
1: Awful. Awful. I only got five games last week. Awful. Absolutely awful. Dog shit.
0: Last week... Last week was a rough week for both of us. I went 6-9. And, and Well, what can you say? Like, a lot of upsets, right? We both had the Bengals. I know I had the, the Giants over the Chiefs. Like, that was kind of silly on my part. But you know what? Sometimes you need to take that leap of faith. But uh, we're jumping back at it. We're not going to let it deter us. Teams on by this week. Lions. We bet the Seahawks.
1: They'll, they'll find the Bucks.
0: a way to lose. Well, I'm, Russell Wilson. No more pin. Time to win. Way to steamroll over Gino Russ. The Bucks and the Washington football team. But we begin with <coughs> the Thursday night game. And how appropriate. Mike White leads the New York Jets. The two and five New York Jets into Indianapolis to take on Carson Wentz and the Colts. Who you got?
1: Okay. Hmm. Uh, That's a tough one. I am going with the Colts. I just, uh, they they played a solid game last week, and I think they keep it going.
0: This is a tough one. It really is. It's the two bags of shit theory. Which one stinks less? Both are pretty bad, but I do like the connection of, of Wentz to Pittman. I think there's something there. And Jonathan Taylor still exists, so I'm going to go with the Colts, but it's not going to be a rout. It's definitely going to be a close game. Short week. I don't expect anything revolutionary. Sunday afternoon, 1 p.m., the 3-4 and four Falcons take on the Trevor Simeon Saints.
1: Oh, what a great game that's going to be. I'm actually going to take the Falcons. Uh, They played the Panthers pretty tough. I think they get a win against the Saints.
0: This is another tough one in light of the injuries and the the Ryan of Pitts is real and it's spectacular. I'm going to go with the Saints. I think Ingram and Kamara take over. I don't think the Falcons... Can stop them. Broncos at the 6-1 Cowboys. No Cooper Rush this week. A jump. Accordingly, I believe Dak Prescott is going to be back under center.
1: No Von Miller either, so I'm taking the boys.
0: They. Back there. Hans- Zeke and Tony Pollard. You got this one. Cowboys win. And pretty comfortably, too battle of the 500s and a rematch of a former of a Super Bowl Pats at Panthers
1: I'm going to take the Panthers they didn't get the upset
0: well who's starting a quarterback do we know it's is Sam going to be in I know he's a concussion protocol is it going to oh, be him geez. or PJ Walker you think
1: oh jeez I was banking on Sam playing Um, yeah I'm banking on Sam playing he's really going to see ghosts if he's had a coming out of concussion
0: protocol oh jeez well, I'm going to take the win, Pats. Big win,
1: big win by the Pats last week, by the way, going it into was. San Diego and beating San Diego and Justin Herbert. Well
0: done. Eh, eh, well, that's an alleged superstar team. We could we could have put a whole team in there too. But I'm taking the Pats. I think, you know, Mac Jones is going to have a, a have a good day. and The Panthers are not trending in the right direction. The 3-4 and four Vikings at the Ravens.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Ravens. By week helps them.
0: I'm going to go with the Ravens as well. I think they can stifle Dalvin Cook enough. And Lamar's going to have a day. Browns at Bengal.
1: I'm going to go with the Bengals. I was tempted to take the Browns here, but Baker's hurt. I just... And I think the Bengals are gonna be upset. And this is the division game, right? They're gonna they're gonna win their division game. So I'm going with the Bengals here.
0: The Browns are still in terms of their running game. Now you have a disgruntled Odell Beckham Jr. Is there any other kind of Odell Beckham Jr.? Bengals should take this one pretty handily. And Joe Mixon is gonna be the guy that does it. Bills at Jaguar.
1: Uh Billy's something taking the Bills.
0: I got caught up in Jaguar fever last week. I will not do it again. Jacksonville is not Miami. No offense to the city of Jacksonville. Buffalo wins. The Battle of the 1-7s. You have wins at the Dolphins. Oh, I'm
1: gonna go with the Dolphins.
0: I can miss this game on my escape. Here we go. How about that one? Uh, i going to go with the Texans. Davis Mills is pretty decent. They still have all their veterans for the most part. Why not? But neither team's going anywhere, and Brian Flores is dead man walking. He's probably going to get fired at some point. Five and two Raiders go into the Meadowlands to take on the Giants. Uh, I
1: got to believe that the Raiders are going to win. Somehow Derek Carr is putting together quite the season. I believe he leaves the league in passing. Uh, I think last game he was like 30, 31 of 34, only threw three incomplete passes. That's incredible. I'm going go with the Raiders.
0: <sighs> Nassib and Crosby are going to live in the backfield. So it's going to be a long day for Mr. Jones. We're probably going to see Mike Glennon at some point. I'm going to go with the Raiders, even though the Giants played the Chiefs close. Two vanilla. The team is two vanilla and two undisciplined. We are into the four o'clock slate. The four and three Chargers at the Eagles.
1: Ah, Chargers. They rebound.
0: They got to come across country. I'm going to take the Eagles. I, I... I don't want to. I would love the Chargers to be good, but they're scaring me a little bit. And I think the Eagles, they they can pack a punch. So I'm going to go with them. What should have been a good game, but is not because the Chiefs aren't living up to their end of the bargain. 7-1 Packers go into Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Packers. Pretty easily. Packers are taking this one. Division battle, 7-1 Cardinals at the Niners. Cardinals. Cardinals, pretty easy as well. Your Sunday night special, Titans at Rams.
1: Uh, The Rams excited. uh, They're my fantasy defense.
0: (laughs) This is tough. This is going to be a tough game. This might very well be the game of the week. If Julio Jones can play. It'll be a lot more exciting, but with a depleted running game and a depleted wide receiver core, I'm going to take the Rams. And Monday night, from Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, the 3-5 and Bears at the Steelers.
1: The Steelers.
0: Pretty comfortably. It's amazing to me that there is such a drop-off between teams this year. You have clearly good you have clearly a handful of good and a whole lot of shit
1: this has been the fade route with d and z you can catch our podcast on wednesday night on the anchor on spotify wherever you listen to your podcast until next time stay faded everyone
0: we'll talk to you next week You want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up at fade route podcast on ig fade route mail at gmail.com or slide in our dms at twitter at fade dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd